0: KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. I've got to admit something and come clean. I've got a problem with the Johncast. What? Not what a is... big problem. I love the Johncast.
1: Yeah, I love doing this podcast so much. What could you possibly have a problem with?
0: So my issue is we say that we're a podcast about interesting and unexpected stories from Philadelphia. But the thing about that is in a year. There's no way that we can possibly get to every single interesting and unexpected
1: thing about Philly. That is true. It's a challenge. There is such a long list of we keep talking about all these stories that we want to do. And then I get more story suggestions from people who text me and say, hey, this weird thing happened in Philly. You should cover this. Well, you know what? We're getting to the end of the year. Why don't we talk about some of those stories today? Let's go over some of the things that we didn't get a chance to get to that are still just so deeply Philly.
0: Love it. Shall we do the intro?
1: Yeah, let's get to it.
0: This is the John Cast,
1: a podcast about interesting and unexpected stories from Philadelphia. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa.
0: I'm Brian Seltzer. And today we're going to talk about everything from rotisserie chicken to some incredible sports fans and moments this year, and quite possibly the best TV show to come out of Philly
1: ever. Big claims. But first, we're going to get back to the end of summer, a hot day. Lots of people are gathering at the Fountain in Love Park as they do to cool off. But when they got there, they saw something very unexpected.
2: It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's... An alligator in Love Park? That's what a viral social media post showed yesterday. The pictures show Wally, the emotional support gator, on a leash, walking in the fountains and being well-behaved around curious strangers. There was even a picture of a man holding and cuddling Wally like a child, and the gator was being
0: snugly back. Wally belongs to a young girl who was at Love Park. Emotional support alligator. (laughs) <laughs> that was something yep. that I had never heard of before.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. This alligator is named Wally. Um, as you just heard, the man who was holding and snuggling with him is Joe Henney. He lives in York, Pennsylvania. And yes, Wally is his emotional support alligator.
3: He is a service gear. He is a uh, legally licensed emotional support reptile. The first one right now is known in all of history.
1: So Joe got Wally from a friend who lives in Florida and rescues alligators. Wally is actually super friendly, and he's even friends with the family dog.
3: Wally has a chihuahua that sits on him and watches TV. He doesn't, they're best of friends. Wally has free roam in the house 24-7. <laughs>
1: So naturally, this got out on the internet and just completely blew up. People were talking about Wally Gator all over the country. He was in the running for a National America's Favorite Pet competition. And he has some acting experience, too. Brian, have you ever seen the series Loki on Disney Plus?
0: I have not, but I have a sense of where you might be going with this. And I can't wait to hear about it.
1: (laughs) Yep. So people who uh, follow the Marvel shows will know this. But spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. The show deals with multiple timelines, and there's one timeline where the character Loki is an alligator. Wally is the model for that CGI alligator in the series.
0: So many questions about this. First of all, I wonder what attributes physically Wally has that made him like the perfect <laughs> pick to be used as the inspiration for some Marvel Universe CGI. My other question is: not only is Wally an emotional support alligator, he's licensed. I can't even imagine what you have to do to qualify for the official license to be an emotional support alligator.
1: Well, actually, from my understanding, not that much. There are some forms you have to fill out. But emotional support is, I guess, kind of a therapeutic thing, but it's not a formally trained therapy pet. It's not a formally trained service animal. It's just sort of saying that, hey, this animal brings me comfort, soothes my anxiety and Therefore, I want to get it designated so that I can – it used to be so you could bring them on airplanes. Now I'm not even sure that that is still a thing, but there some regulations around housing. Like he can have an alligator in his home theoretically if he rented where you wouldn't normally be able to have an alligator in your home. Now that I'm saying this, uh, you might want to double-check all of this if you're thinking about getting an emotional support pet. But that's the basic idea.
0: Well, long before Wally came to Love Park in Philly, he started gaining fame and was recognized not just all around the country here in the United States, but all over the world.
3: He's been on TV pretty much almost in every country in the world already. I have people come from uh, Singapore, Finland, Iceland, Australia, Africa, India quite often, Germany quite often. As a matter of fact, Germany just left here about two weeks ago. The lady come over here for spend three hours and get hugs and kisses from Wally.
1: So he's saying that people... Come from out of the country just to visit Wally? It
0: sounds like it.
1: That's amazing. (laughs) Hugs
0: and kisses from Wally. I can't even imagine what that would feel like. We want to thank KNX out in Los Angeles for letting us use some of that sound of Joe Henney, the handler and owner of Wally the Alligator. For a lot of Philadelphians, Sabrina, there's one thing that very much either can soothe the soul or send the soul into a complete state of chaos and inner torment— And that is Philadelphia sports. Mm. And by and large, I would say this has been a pretty great year. 2022 was in the Philly sports scene. You had the Phillies making their run to the World Series. Totally unexpected. And what a great ride that was. The Eagles only have one loss. People are talking Super Bowl again. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't be a true year in Philadelphia sports without some disappointment. Talking about you Sixers and Flyers. But, yeah, I mean, I I think there were a lot of positive things. The Philadelphia Union can't omit that. A lot of reasons for Philadelphia sports fans to feel good in an otherwise somewhat turbulent 2022.
1: Brian, you clearly know this, and I have to admit, I don't follow sports all that much myself, except the Eagles this year, because I got roped into this family fantasy football league. You know, some people have forced family fun. We have forced family fantasy football. (laughs) And I got to draft Jalen Hurts. He's leading my team. So at least that gives me a reason to root for the birds. Yes. Regardless, I have always been fascinated by Philadelphia fans, and I'm a Philadelphian. I am going to celebrate with my city, even if I didn't follow all the X's and O's. So, we've heard some pretty wild fan stories out of Philly, especially on KYW News Radio's Philadelphia Sports Fan of the Week series. Dave Uram dives deep into the backstories behind these completely just obsessed fans, and they're really touching backstories. There's more to the Philadelphia fan than uh, meets the eye. So we wanted to bring in Dave and talk about some of these great fans of the year. Dave, how's it going?
3: Hey, Sabrina. Hey, Brian. Wonderful to be back on the Johncast. Yeah, so the Philadelphia Sports Fan of the Week was a series that we started earlier this year. The goal of it was to showcase Fans of this great city, because in the end, these teams are are nothing without the fans of Philadelphia sports. They don't exist without these fans. I'm going to touch on a little different of each category. You know, we spoke with fans who are passionate about their teams, and then we spoke with some fans like Philly Captain who are very vocal, publicly vocal about how they love their teams. And Philly Captain, for example, John McCann, uh, who loves all Philadelphia sports, but especially The Phillies, John from Bridesburg, he likes to heckle the opposing teams. And here are some examples from his social media feed, followed by a comment from him that he gave to us. Being the third base coach for the Marlins is like being a lifeguard for the Olympic swimmers. It's a useless job. You stink,
2: and I don't like you. Oh, I love heckling the players. It's one of my favorite things to do with the game.
3: Then there is Monty G, who I put under the category of fans that have experienced adversity. Very early on in the pandemic, had a a really terrible case of COVID, and it almost cost him his life. But he used Philadelphia sports to help him persevere through that, and it helped by getting messages from Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham Eagles legend Brian Dawkins.
2: Telling me they want me to get better. They're praying for me. Don't let nothing change me. Please continue to get well, because they can't wait to hear me come back out and see my baby, baby.
3: Then there are Philadelphia sports fans, Brian and Sabrina, who have hobbies, like Duani Saraya. What Duani does, the way she enhances her Philadelphia sports fandom, is through the hobby of, she draws comic book-like pictures of Philadelphia sports through an app on an iPad called Procreate and creates these wonderful photos that she sells and is turned into a business. When people send you pictures of like, oh look, I
2: just got this and I framed it or even um, during Christmas there were so many people that gave my artwork as gifts like I was yeah, I was so emotional because I think that was the point where I was like, damn, like I think I really made it.
3: And then the last type of fan that I want to talk about are two fans. Rod Powell and Lisa O'Malley from Chester. They're blind, but they use the broadcasts to help them picture Philadelphia sports, like Meryl Reese and Scott Franski, help them experience the stories of Philadelphia sports. And we were able to surprise Rod and Lisa with this very special message. Mm -hmm. I was able to get Meryl, to record a message for you guys. And I'm, what? Yeah. Wow! I am glad that I can bring you the games and that I add to your enjoyment of this wonderful sport and this great team that we have in Philadelphia, and that means a lot to me. And thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being such loyal Eagles fans.
2: Oh, wow! wow.
3: It's just an, another wonderful example of how we have just shown how Philadelphia sports fans, Sabrina and Brian, are clearly the best fans in the world. The beauty of this feature, Dave, at least in my mind, is that the people who you speak with, they totally dispel the notion of the classic stereotype of the Philadelphia sports fan. And it was just great to see how everybody has a different story. Some of the fans, like Dee and Dennis Wright, the Eagles helped them form their marriage, basically. They became in love through watching the Eagles. So there's just a a variety of different stories that we've touched on that have been great, and I'm looking forward to what we're going to see in 2023. Dave, thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
0: Everyone out there should head to KYWnewsradio.com slash fans to catch up on all the great fans Dave has profiled this season or perhaps to nominate yourself or someone you know.
1: We've got to take a quick break for a minute, but when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple more of our favorite Philadelphia stories of the year that we didn't get to talk about on the podcast yet. For one, possibly the best Philadelphia TV show ever and a feat of man versus chicken. We'll be right back. A Philadelphia dentist today was
0: sentenced to 22 years in prison and fined $100,000. This was just unbelievable. you don't understand the genius in Larry. Nobody was doing coke at this point.
1: No one could believe that this highly educated, young, handsome man was this kingpin drug dealer.
3: This is Wolves Among Us, the Larry Lavin story. A documentary podcast from C-13 Originals a Cadence 13 Studio. Listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa.
0: I'm Brian Seltzer. This is The John Cast, and we're looking back at some of our favorite, interesting, and unique stories in Philadelphia from this past year that we didn't have a chance to dive into on the pod, like this one.
2: We are here tonight to present Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series.
0: For writing for a comedy series.
2: And the Emmy goes to...
0: And the Emmy goes to...
3: Cheryl Lee Prince
1: Quinta Brunson.
3: Abbott an Elementary. And
1: I know... I need to say thank you for believing in in a story from four years ago and thinking that it would make a good TV show. I am here to tell you that this is what believing looks like. This is what striving looks like. And don't you ever, ever give up on you. Thank you, thank you. Round of applause. Oh, my gosh. One of the best moments of the year, honestly. You just heard acceptance speeches from Cheryl Lee Ralph and Quinta Brunson for, of course, Abbott Elementary. And thanks to NBC for the sound there. So I've turned to Comfort TV a whole lot, especially since this whole pandemic thing started. The world's been nuts. Watching a funny TV show at the end of the day is really, really just getting me by. And Abbott Elementary has been one of the biggest ones that I've been obsessed with this year. If you haven't watched the show yet, where have you been, first of all? (laughs) Uh, You should watch it. It is a hilarious and sometimes all-too-true comedy about Philadelphia public schools. Written by Quinta Brunson, who is from Philadelphia, went through the whole system – Justin Udo has reported on Abbott Elementary's breakout success for KYW News Radio, so he can tell us some more. Justin, how's it going?
2: Hey, Sabrina. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. It's really been—we, I know a lot of us have kind of watched this show since its uh, inception, since it first aired. It's been kind of cool to watch its meteoric rise, um, week after week, by not only the Philadelphia references and things that we get but being able to see um, more people gravitate towards it. Ultimately, this young show being able to garner so much attention nationally, it has been up for and won some big awards. And, and some of those big awards um, have been Emmys in the tune of seven Emmy nominations this year. It came home with three of them. And some of these nominations were were pretty historic nominations. A big one being, um, if we can talk about for a second, Shirley Ralph. She won For Best Supporting Actress, and it's been 35 years since a black woman won that award. Not only is she playing on a show that deals with Philly, but she lives in Philly. Her husband is a state senator, so you know it's it's like Philly through and through. So we we got to see a lot of praise for this show by people who hold Philly near and dear. So it's not just a show for them, but it is kind of you know it it is part of their life. The city is part of their life. So as you know, the creator of the show, Quinta Brunson who's also a Philadelphia native. So she really kind of, her mother was a teacher here. So you see, especially me being able to report from time to time on different things in Philly schools, you really see just a trueness and a realness to the Philadelphia schools, Philadelphia nature in this show. And I think that that realness is what bleeds through. And whether you've been to Philly or not, the, the heart of the city shows through and real recognizes real. And so these awards have been really good for the show.
0: I totally agree with you. How much do you think... A show like this, getting its publicity and its acclaim, can move the needle for the way people look at Philadelphia as a city where creativity happens, where great art is made.
2: I don't want to speak on what the outside eye might look at and see when it comes to Philly, but what I can say is I think it's 100% inspirational to kids, to people, to artists, whether you're uh, whatever kind of creative you are. When you see a woman go through some of the different um rings and rungs that, that you may have to face in Philly, you see them stay true to their art. You saw you saw her her make her come ups on Instagram through videos and see her rise on BuzzFeed and different things. And it I think it shows that you know what, you might be from Philly and people might not give you a fighting chance, but you're a fighter and you work hard enough at your craft, you you perfect your craft and uh and, and you do what's right by it that your your, uh, your flowers are eventually going to come. And I think that's what she she's proving with that show. So that's really, I think, a good part for kids, whether they're in in kindergarten or high school or college, they see a local person really succeeding and flourishing in a really cool and unique way.
0: Just like Quinta Brunson, Justin Udo, representing the Philadelphia arts pop culture scene. Justin, thanks so much.
2: Thank you all very much for having me. And I hope you have a happy new year.
0: All right. Rotisserie chicken man. That's it. That's the segue.
1: And everyone in Philly knows exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) You know, there are some things that we just keep saying, you know, only in Philadelphia. This is one of those. This is just such a Philly thing.
0: Yeah, I would say that on the surface, just simply guy eats a full rotisserie chicken for 40 days seems (laughs) like a Philadelphia thing If
1: you ask anyone where did that happen – Philadelphia is probably going to be their first guest.
0: And then the next level of that is that the culmination of this, the day that the 40th rotisserie chicken was consumed, it turned out into a full-blown all-out party on a somewhat random pier along the Delaware River behind the Walmart, essentially, on Columbus Boulevard. I mean, Philly turns eating rotisserie chickens into a party. That sure sounds a lot like Philadelphia. to <laughs>
1: So if you haven't heard this story, the guy who did this is named Alexander Tominsky. He's 31 years old. He works at Barclay Prime in Rittenhouse. And now he is super famous because of chicken. So this all really started to take off. The weekend before Halloween, there was a picture going around Twitter of a flyer that someone posted to a lamppost. Had a picture of Alex eating rotisserie chicken. Said that he planned to eat a rotisserie chicken for the 40th straight day on November 6th. This particular tweet blew up 10,000 retweets, almost 120,000 likes, and it set the stage for a really, really interesting scene. Alexander eating his 40th chicken in a white tank top undershirt on an abandoned pier out on Columbus Boulevard.
0: And a couple of times, Sabrina, it looked like he wasn't going to be able to keep it down. MVP! 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 MVP, MVP. It was just so incredibly absurd watching this whole thing unfold. At one point, Alex had to unbuckle his belt, got up, walked around. He said it was getting really hard, but the crowd kept pushing him on and cheering for him. It took him about an hour to put the whole thing down. It's really
2: hard, but I'm going to do it. You love you. You got this, Alex.
0: He had to give a few burps along the way to power through.
3: Okay. Just
2: couch. You'll be fine. Good work. Can you walk around a little bit? I'm going to make a little make a little room by purpose.
0: But ultimately this was a tale of Perseverance Sabrina and Alexander got the job done. So there he was, Alexander Tominsky on the pier, by the Walmart on Columbus Boulevard in all of his glory. A clean plate—the ultimate sign of victory.
1: He took it so seriously, and I think that was the best way to do it. You know, the thing was, he was doing this—the whole buildup, whether or not people watched. Why were we so fascinated by this? Internet humor, man. Internet humor in Philadelphia—it's a very, very particular, weird thing.
0: Here's the brief victory speech he gave at the end. I'm no
2: hero. I'm but a man.
0: Yeah. Best yeah. Yes, you did. Thank
2: you all for being here. and Thanks for watching me uh, consume. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why did Alexander Tomitsky feel compelled to pursue this feat? Well, he told the New York Times that he wanted to put himself through some pain and sacrifice, but in doing so, he wanted to bring a little bit of joy and happiness to the world as well. And if that was the case... I think we can definitely say mission accomplished.
1: And you know what? Let's bring that lesson into 2023. We all need some joy in our lives, and weird things can bring us joy. So do what makes you feel good, do what you love, and share it with others because you never know what's going to make people smile. Yes.
0: Yes, there's something wonderful in the weird. And may the year ahead bring us even more interesting and unique stories from right here in Philadelphia.
1: But before we completely bid adieu to 2022, we do have one more episode of the Johncast coming your way this season. Next week, the Eagles will be taking on the Dallas Cowboys on Christmas Eve. And, you know, again, I'm not a super sports person, but I hear that's kind of a big deal, I guess.
0: It is usually the biggest of deals, Sabrina, but we're actually going to do something different. We're going to talk about everything but the X's and O's and instead look at the history of what makes this rivalry so great and maybe, just maybe, someone... We'll give a take that Dallas might not be as terrible a place as you might think it is.
1: Whoa, big claim there to make in Philadelphia, Brian. We're going to have to see if we can back that up on our episode next week. And we're doing it with our friends at the Texas Wants to Know podcast. So we'll have a little rivalry, a little uh, friendly banter. It should be a lot of fun.
0: Excellent. Can't wait. The John Cast is a production of KYW News Radio Original Podcast and is made in Philadelphia. With help from Tom Rickard, Myron Kaplan, Holly Stevens, and Bibiana Correa. I'm Brian Seltzer.
1: I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa. We also want to thank NBC and Documenting Philly for some of the sound we use today. And of course, thanks to KYW News Radio's Dave Uram and Justin Udo for stopping by. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at the JohnCast. We'll be posting some links to these stories so you can read more about them. And if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, whether it's free on the Odyssey app or anywhere else.
0: All right, Sabrina, talk to you in 2023.